Yo, yo, <clears throat> can you hear me? Checking on the audio quality here as I sit in beautiful Victoria. Holy cow, it's a gorgeous sunny day. About to go outside and do some hiking. And uh, just wanted to make sure that you can hear me okay before I continue. I'm going to be talking today really about uh, some th stuff that's been coming up recently throughout all of this COVID pandemic for parents. If you're a parent, if you have a kid who, great. Hey, Melissa, nice to see you. <clears throat> so this is for you parents who are homeschooling. This is for you parents who are having children who are themselves having a very difficult time. I want you to know that I see you. Awesome, Maureen. I want you to know this is for you, not not necessarily if you're a parent, but even if you have um, people in your family that you love to take take care of. A lot of emotions are coming up during uh, this this COVID pandemic, and our kids are feeling it. Uh, it's not just you know the adults; the kids are feeling the, our anxiety. It's <clears throat> it's really an interesting energetic transfer. Um, I, I'm not a parent myself, so I'm not going to be giving you any parenting advice. I'm just going to be sharing my observations from the clients that we're working with who are butting heads a little bit with their kids and some of the things that have really worked, especially with children who have had problems with anxiety, uh, problems with addictions, problems with like really it's all anxiety I just want you to get if they're dealing with addic if you're dealing with addictions if you're dealing with bipolar if you're dealing with depression if you're dealing with um, uh, reactivity uh, you're dealing with not being able to sit still you're dealing with uh, dissociating from yourself okay oh uh, guy this is this is uh, very important for you as well you're dealing with all of that um, please understand that you're not alone um, and number one number two that I want you to start looking at things from the from the perspective of anxiety that everything is a response to anxiety that all of these uh, addictions and all of this reactivity and this lack of connection is simply a response to anxiety your mother who is super duper controlling maybe you are a mother that's super duper controlling I just want you to see that it's a response to anxiety okay and it's it's a very healthy way to look at it because when I look at it this way I then have power to change my environment not in a controlling way but in a way of who I'm being in my thoughts and my feelings and my tone of voice and my facial expression and my eye contact Excuse me, it's a little dry here. It's the COVID. Pardon me, it's the COVID. I don't mean to joke about it. Uh, to me, it's a little bit of a joke because I'm not really afraid of it. Um, and of course, I'm concerned about the elderly population, obviously, so I'm socially distancing. But the mass hysteria is a little bit funny, I find. Um, I want you to start looking at it as not in a form of controlling other people, but who I am. In other words, who I, what I think about myself, how I feel about myself, emanates from me. It's being read by you through my body language. You can hear it in my voice. You can see it in my eye contact with you. 
you can hear it in my inflection of what I'm talking about and the words that I'm choosing. And when I'm in like your body is giving off nonverbal uh, cues constantly. In everything that you do, your body is giving off emanations of your internal state of nervous system regulation or anxiety. Okay? And even even when, let, let me give you an example. Let's say we're out, let's say I'm home, and all of a sudden a loud noise happens. My dog freaks out. What's the first thing she does? Lucy then looks right at me. What's she doing? The moment that she's looking at me, she's checking me for my nervous system tone. If all of a sudden my eyes start going like this and I start shaking and I'm agitated and all of my muscles tense up, guess what she starts to feel? She then starts to feel that she's no longer safe. <clears throat> the reason why this is relevant to you is because your children are doing this with you constantly, unconsciously. Our children are our greatest accountability <laughs> coaches, <laughs> is that they are literally responding to every single thing that comes through for, for, from us. And I wanted to really dedicate this transmission to parents out there because of this, is that during this time, what really inspired me to start this group and to give you this free content is, is to constantly bring you back into yourselves because the family unit, in my faith growing up, they, we called it the fortress of well-being. Marriage is the fortress of well-being. <clears throat> I always, I never really looked, I never really looked at it um, seriously. I would take, I would, you know, see my parents' uh, marriage, and they're still together, but it's not like they have, like, intimacy. You know, they're in their 70s. They go their own way. They, they still live together, and they're still a team. And when I'm with them, I can sense and feel a lack of connection. And I just want you to know that your children feel that in you. Not to make you feel guilty, but to help you uh, kind of gain that responsibility that if you make your secure attachment in your relationship your number one priority what will happen is the children end up feeling safe <clears throat> and I've seen so many of my clients clients coming in um, and they have children with anxiety problems ADHD and and I just want this to, to give you this as a warning as a parent. If you have a child who has a has has been diagnosed with something, I'm not please understand this is not personal to you, although this might sound and feel like an attack. Many times people, especially parents, are highly triggered and sensitive. So I'm just gonna invite you to to <clears throat> couple years ago I went through a really bad breakup. And I knew, I, I share this very openly, and I knew that um, I was the cause of, not the cause, I was responsible for following these same patterns in my relationships. And I knew intuitively that this had to do with incompleteness with my mom and dad. I said that we were complete, but in my body, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel a sense of safety to be myself. With, with my parents because I would hide the truth from them because of a fear of their reaction 
And for the longest time, I was telling the story that oh, I can't tell my parents the truth because they can't handle the truth. They would be highly, and they are, they're highly reactive, which are, which is a sign of anxiety because they don't know how to regulate their anxiety. So I lived my entire life as a Persian, like many Persians do, Asians, Indians, Greeks, and maybe your children hiding their truth from you because they don't feel safe that you're able to handle the truth. Now, you can't blame them for that. Can't blame you for that because this is all unconsciousness. But the whole time I was telling myself the story that it's not safe to tell them the truth. What I then discovered was that that's called fragilizing. Please write that down. This is called fragilizing. Fragilizing basically means that I am going to withhold the truth from you because you your reaction you wouldn't be able to handle it so I'm going to I'm going to protect you from the truth when in fact what I'm actually doing is protecting myself from the feelings of rejection and inability to handle myself when I do tell you the truth does that make sense let me know right in the comment section if this is making making sense to you okay suman I know that you, you're still doing this. Uh, we have, we, we, I, absolutely, which is why I've been reaching out to you quite a bit. <laughs> because it's not about you, it's about your children and you want to break the cycle. I'm going to show you how to do it. Okay, this is really what it's all about. So throughout this whole time, I've been lying to my parents, not fully telling them the truth. And here I am in my 40s, still living this way and teaching people about authenticity. When me, myself, I wasn't really, I was telling the story that I couldn't because of their anxiety. So when I moved into my parents' place and I took on this work that I teach now, you know, in, in my programs, where we get into the body and heal those early attachment wounds, I knew that every breakdown in my relationship had to do with these primitive attachment wounds with my mother and father that I was playing out again and again in my relationships and I knew that that had to stop. So I did the difficult work of embracing my triggers, of actually going in and experiencing them and learning how to self-regulate. Because as a Demartini facilitator I was a freaking master at taking these past events and turning them around and you know finding gratitude in it. But what about in the moment? What about in the moment where this person in front of me says something or I feel this rejection and all of a sudden I abandon myself? And what about that? That was playing a, a big role in my life until I realized that in that time frame, I was struggling so much because of it. I went through this deep, dark depression and I was living in my parents' place. Now at that time, here's the interesting thing. My mother saw me struggling and I was dealing with anxiety, I was in this unknown, I had taken a break from work, and my mother pretty much lost her shit every day. She would come into my room in the morning, and this is, this is kind of like growing up in a Persian household, there were no boundaries. It's like, mom, can you please, and, and when I would try to, when I would try to set up a boundary, please, can you not walk in without knocking? This is, you know, she didn't really understand boundaries. She would come in and I would say leave and she would take rejection, take it as a rejection and start to freak out. And I started realizing that anxiety of my mother 
was being downloaded onto me unknowingly and she instead of being a contribution to helping soothe me I was living in the world of I can't go to my parents to feel better in fact it would actually get worse she out of her guilt for what I was going through tried to over mother overcompensate over try to fix now I'm not a mother and I'm not a father just yet so I can't say this in a way of blaming because it must be extremely difficult for you as a mother or a father to see your child struggling and wanting to fix it but I want to, I want to introduce you to something very very uh, change the game for many of my clients that that we work with now and it, it happened as a result of me seeing the impact of an anxious parent dealing with a child who's going through anxiety so even me I was in my early 40s my mother couldn't fathom me going through this problem and out of her own guilt which she was not aware of I was trying to tell her mom this is your guilt you're putting on me she wasn't hearing any of it she just was like what are you talking about you're my son of course I want to fix it this is it you don't understand you're not a mother I'm like I know but I understand what's happening here okay and instead of being a contribution and helping to calm me which I was looking for in my childlike ways I was like mom can't you just understand and empathize it, this was it was interesting because I was telling them what what I was going through and they were like what do you need from us and then I said what I need from you is something that I haven't really been able to get which is empathy you know and that made them lose their shit they took it as rejection and instead of hearing me they start you know going off and it became a war so not only here's the here's the challenge of the child not only is the child dealing with their own demons and their own anxieties now we are put in a position where we have to deal with an unhinged parent who cannot like calm their shit down to be able to help because of course I'm a mother and you can't understand it's so painful and I understand okay I get it the question is do you want to help your child or do you want to add to their to, to their unhingedness and so what my mom would do which is what I see a lot of moms do when they reach out to me and I quickly uh, <clears throat> can you help my anxious kid can you help my anxious kid can you help my anxious kid what I do is is that my child has been ugh, I took him to the doctor the psychologist has been diagnosed with this he's on medication I need someone to help and what what I'm what I'm realizing what I see when I see a mother do that is a mother that feels such a tremendous guilt but kind of feels a relief that it's not her fault in other words if I can have this kid labeled and I can have a medical professional tell me that the kid has a problem then I don't have to feel the guilt she's got this she's got this and pay attention mothers if you start to wear your children's illnesses as like a badge is like oh and you're really quick to label them please understand there's an unconscious part of you and this is probably gonna trigger the shit out of you and but I don't give a shit I only care about the well-being of your kid right now and you is <laughs> to break the cycle you're getting a, a payoff by absolving your responsibility of of being able to help them and so what my mom would do and I would see this this was happening a couple of years and it 
created such like emotional turmoil in me was when she would say you have a problem you I've, I've talked to psychologists about you this is what she would say they <clears throat> you have ADD they say you have ADD and you need medication she was trying to help me at the time but at that moment what I was hearing was you're you're already I was feeling not enough in my life and based on my mother's wounding and her guilt I was it was like her shit on top of mine I also was feeling like double down like when you're uh, even more betrayed by my own mother so parents mothers if you want to help your child who's struggling to send them to doctors to get them labels and medications can also cause a deep defeating in them there is another way luckily I was able to do the work on myself and to be able to heal from my past through these magical tools that I had to come up with because that's what I was facing not only was I dealing with the biggest crisis of my life but I was dealing with a mother who felt so guilty she couldn't like like you should have watched her I was watching her like here can you take this here eat this eat this and I'm like mom are you like can you watch yourself what what are you talking about like and extremely defensive pretty much anxious like crazy and now seeing her son going through such a difficult time she was actually struggling even more with her guilt and then to compensate is like I gotta fix it I gotta fix it and completely an her an anxious energy was adding and because she wasn't aware of it she was labeling and diagnosing me with all sorts of issues to which didn't help me at all because deep down inside I didn't feel like I was sick I felt like I was not seen <laughs> and I felt like I, I already felt like a, a, a deep sense of low self-esteem I already felt like I was not enough I already felt like a failure I felt all of those things but to have a mother step over you and say you have these problems so that she could so that she could absolve herself from her own guilt is not helpful it's completely not helpful now I'm not playing victim to my mother right now we have completely healed I'm in a completely different place right now but I'm able to look back and see from a wisdom perspective and see her wounding that was causing her to behave towards me the way she does and so when clients come to us with kids with anxious problems and all sorts of addictions issues please can you help my daughter I always ask does your daughter want my help has your daughter been following my content and has your daughter been saying wow I really would like to take responsibility for healing my own wounds no usually the daughter isn't like that your daughter actually wants to be empathized with and seen and heard your daughter has been going through trauma that probably was passed down from you which was passed down from your parents which was passed down from their parents it's a cycle and this message is for parents with kids who've been having challenges and this message is for you parents to actually wake the fuck up and take responsibility for your own healing so you don't download your anxieties and your guilt unconsciously not because you're a bad mom you're a rock star of a mother you care 
tremendously. That's why you're so broken hearted over your child having this challenge. So one of our clients has been having this issue, especially during COVID, where her and her teenage 18 year old daughter have been butting heads and her daughter's been drinking and just not doing so well. And she's messaging me, Nima, can you help my daughter? And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to say her name. Let's, let's call her Margaret. Margaret, you know what to do. You know this is not about your daughter. You know that this is not about her. But, but, and she shared with me a note where her daughter dropped off a note and said, I'm leaving, goodbye. And I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity for you to do the self-regulation work. And she didn't want to. Her ego was like, but, 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 I can't, I can't think, I can't. Ah, ah, ah. I'm like, yeah, if your daughter was living under that energy, it's no wonder her, your, her daughter, like I read the note, I read the, the note that her daughter put out. It was a really sad note. The note was was really heartbreaking. It was, I, I can never do right. I'm a failure in life. And clearly, I'm, I'm making, this is what the daughter was saying, clearly, I'm making you miserable, so I might as well just leave, right? Basically, what the daughter was saying is, I hate myself, which, by the way, is what the mother, <laughs> what the mother was calling on us to work on herself for. Please, please get this. Your child is literally mirroring what you're feeling or what you have felt in your past is you. And it's so painful to, for you to watch yourself, isn't it? It is fucking excruciating to look at somebody behave in exactly the way the sentiments that you do. You want to fix that. But what they're doing is they're holding a mirror to your face that says, Mom, Dad, it's time for you to really love yourself. It's time for you to look at you. And all of the things that you've been putting off on loving you, I'm now facing because you can't fucking run away from it. And you've tried to pawn me off to doctors. You've tried to pawn me off to get medical uh, diagnoses and, and, and medications and treatment centers so that, so that you don't have to face your own fucking self but it's not working mom because you can't lead me where you haven't fucking been let me say that again you can't lead your child where you haven't been yourself so it is completely hypocritical for you to expect them to get help and to solve their wounds when you are unwilling to look at yourself completely I'm not saying this in a way of blaming you. This is not a blame game. This is a take responsibility. Instead of holding a magnifying glass and looking at all of their behavioral patterns that drive you crazy, which are yourself, by the way. It's like looking in a mirror, isn't it? Instead of doing that, you can use your parenthood, as Dr. Shafali talks about, the conscious parent, to use your children and your parenting as a spiritual practice for yourself. This child that I'm about to have is genetically designed to bring up all of my incomplete wounding that I have no idea about. If I'm incomplete with the bullying that I experienced when I was a teenager, and I have not like really gotten into a state of love for myself in those parts, then my child will start exhibiting getting bullied.
And I'll be like, oh my god, he's getting bullied! And I'll get triggered as fuck. But what it is is an invitation for me to look at my 15-year-old self who was bullied, who's been waiting for me to go back and... You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast, designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Love him. That's what conscious parenting is all about. And it's not your fault because nobody taught you. And now this is what we've been teaching for a while. And then now Dr. Shafali's blowing up. And I'm like, yes, this is what we've been talking about. But the question is, how do you do it? I wanted to come up with the how-to. How-to. Not from a parenting standpoint, because I'm not a parent yet. But from somebody who has been a child to anxious fucking parents who, thank God for them, because if it wasn't for them being exactly the way they are, I wouldn't have as much knowledge about neuroscience. You know how I healed with them? At one moment when I just wanted to be seen by them and I realized that my parents are unhinged and it wasn't available, that the word empathy wasn't a part of their vocabulary, that they didn't know how to really see me, I decided to fully take the ownership of seeing me and stopping wanting them to finally see me. And when I did, I realized that they were behaving like wounded little children wanting me to see them. And the moment that I saw my dad screaming at me and I looked at him at one point because it brought up my old traumas, you know, when the screaming happens, I go back into my five-year-old self. But this time I was able to soothe that part of myself and see through what he was doing and I was able to look and go, oh wow, he's just a wounded child that wants to be seen, that feels triggered because he feels like a failure. And then I stopped and I got up as he was screaming and then I just gave him a hug while he was doing that. And I said, Dad, it must be really difficult to see your son struggling and feel so responsible because you tried to warn me about this person or that person. It must be difficult to see me going my own way and seeing me struggle. I really, it must be difficult for you to see your kid like that. And I gave him a hug and immediately he bursts into tears and the next goes to bed and the next morning he was like I can't believe what you just did you just basically stopped me dead in my tracks it was like that scene in Star Wars when Luke Skywalker defeats Darth Vader his father and takes it off and was like 
that's my father. I felt in that moment like Luke Skywalker defeating Darth Vader. It was the moment that I transcended the subordination of my parents, finally at the age of fucking 43. And I could honestly say, you know what? You're free to think what you want. I now know myself. It was the breakthrough moment. This is why I feel such confidence in this work because you can, in that moment, broke the cycle of intergenerational trauma. You know what they did after that? They started taking courses in empathy. My mom was like, Nima, I came home from, I came home uh, from, you know, came back to their place from being out and, you know, working, came back and, Nima, your father and I are taking a course in empathy. I'm like, what? Empathy? Are you kidding me? You're going to take a course in empathy? Like, what? And so they would come back from the course, and my mom would be like, you know what? Empathy is really hard. And I'm like, I know, Mom. And she goes, she takes her notebook out. She goes, you're supposed to say, it must feel like. And I'm like, holy fuck, Mom. I'm 43 years old, and I've never heard you say that in my entire life because this is the classic kind of narcissistic parents where the child is used as a tool for your own kind of elevation you know they you live through your kids right daddy's little girl you know mom you know mama's boy this is all trauma <laughs> when you don't really know and it's not your fault you don't know how to validate the reality of a child the child is basically used as a tool for your own ego I was that I was the product of that and I've been able to heal that to the point where that I understood was the cause of me not being able to have healthy attachments in my relationships I was not able to have healthy relationships because that relationship was completely fucked until I put my hand up and said you know what it's not for my parents to really see me and understand me because they would always go we don't understand you we don't understand why you make these choices and I'm like I know that's the problem is you don't understand me I wish I had parents that understood me and the moment that I gave up needing to be understood by them and I took on the work of healing somatically from those old wounds from childhood, from my old primitive attachment wounds of abandonment, and I gave it to myself, I stopped needing their approval. I stopped needing their understanding. Guess what happened? They would start showing up at my talks. They came to my mother, came to one of my talks, and where I shared, you know, this work. And I'm like, oh, they just walked in. I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing here? You know, you guys never come to any of my talks. Last year, they started showing up at my talks. And they're like, we, we're coming. We want to hear. And I'm like, my parents were in my audience listening to me. I've never had the experience of my parents actually listening to me. So it was as though, thanks to their lack of seeing me, their lack of really understanding me caused me to formulate eloquently what my message is to the point where I gave up needing them to see me and I gained my own strength and they end up in my fucking <laughs> like classes and I was doing a public talk and both of my parents were there and I was just sharing my truth to a way that my parents were actually listening and they were like it was like 
oh my god my message is to my parents I realize this what I'm teaching is what I wish that my parents would hear and after the talk my mom comes up to me she goes Nima I want to sign up for your workshop but not to support you because I want to work on myself I was just like <laughs> my mom comes to my workshop to the overview experience as one of my students okay and we start doing the work and she, we start bringing part of the overview method that I teach is when you have a triggering event it's all about this is why I call it trigger proof trigger proof is really about not about being trigger less it's about taking whatever's triggering you and applying a series of questions not just cognitively but getting into your body to heal that anxiety about it so that you can self-soothe and stop needing another person and thereby shift the dynamic between the two of you and I promise you it fucking works I'm living proof of it if I can have a secure healthy attachment somebody like me who is living as an avoidant narcissist role in the relationships can have a secure attachment and have empathy be his superpower now then imagine what you could do so my mom comes to the overview experience because she wanted to work on this kind of clash between my father and so I sat her down and I'll never forget this moment I take my mom through my method through a scene that she was having a challenge with my father throughout that weekend my dad who would never be caught dead doing the work like this he was just roaming around downtown Vancouver while my mom was doing the overview method on my dad so guess what happens after it's done she shifts the dynamic sees gratitude in their clash heals the wounded child within her that was entangled in that clash and this happened and I didn't know until months later but this was happening my dad all of a sudden impulse buys a Tesla for my mother let me say that again my father after he she's doing the work on my dad with no plans all of a sudden walks into the Tesla dealership and buys a fucking Tesla for my mother true story I got to drive it this Christmas <laughs> it's a great car now I know what to, now I know now I know what my next car is gonna be but but I could trade finally I now know I was like I'm never trading in my Prius because I was like Beamer all along now I'm like oh Prius it's so amazing I'm like yeah okay love the Prius but yeah the Tesla's another <laughs> is another level <laughs> but holy fuck like it's hundred percent true this is 100% true. My parents all of a sudden shifted their dynamic. My dynamic shifted with my mother. I started to see why I was dating the same type of person, insecure attachment. Suddenly I was becoming more secure because this is not a overnight thing. You don't become secure overnight. It happens with time and practice and you practice through your fucking triggers. Okay, then you practice through your triggers. Um, and so over time I was able to then build my own security my lack of neediness to be seen externally to get likes to get fans to get followers to get all these people saying oh you're so wonderful Nima which was a byproduct of 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 not you know not having that connection with myself needing it externally because I wasn't able to give it to myself all of a sudden 
all of the quality, all of the relationships I had around me started elevating in consciousness to the point where all of my relationships are conscious relationships. I don't have time for any other relationships than, than conscious ones. With my brother, like with my, with my family, uh, with men, I didn't have relationships with men. I always saw them as competition because of my own insecurity. But now it's like we call each other forward and we have a group of guys who we are able to talk about our feelings. And men, by the way, men are wanting this more than ever. Men are now ready to step up past their wounds with their fathers and mothers and heal. Because if we don't, we're just going to keep repeating these patterns and becoming our emotional five-year-olds showing up that way in our relationships. And then what happens is when you have children and they go through challenges, your little fucking five-year-old shows up instead of the awakened parent that's inside of you. And then you get entangled and you try to fix and solve and all of a sudden, like everything get screwed now check this out I get this message from this this one woman um, that that woman uh, Margaret that I was talking about uh, I'm gonna share with you what she just said after we did the work okay after we said alright stop putting this on your daughter and she started going in and realized, oh my god I'm trying to solve it and it's about me I'm making her issues about me and so I try to fix it because of my guilt and she keeps saying mom stop making this about you and I don't understand her and I'm like exactly your daughter needs a mother your daughter doesn't need a fucking child okay to blame her so that you feel a lack of guilt for for having a cha challenged daughter if you the, the greatest gift I want you to write this you can give your child the greatest gift that you can give your child is a self-loving parent and it's not gonna happen overnight can you look in a mirror and say I love you if you can't then your daughter and your son are gonna basically live the exact same experience you can't expect them you can't lead people where you haven't been you can't lead your child where you haven't been. You can't expect your child to love themselves. You're like, why don't you just love yourself? Look in a mirror. You want to you you want to help your child lead by example. This is the this is the message. And so here's what happens. Nima, I'm in tears of gratitude today. First time in a very long time I had an authentic conversation with my daughter. After our morning group call, I decided to go downstairs and have an integrity conversation face-to-face -face with her. I admitted to her that I was wrong during our last argument and what it does to me and, and my health as a result. The impact on my health as a result. I didn't know what to expect. She's reactive, best of times. Both were very emotional and talked for a long time. Then she wanted to tell me how she feels. I just listened. I didn't stop her from drinking again tonight, but she's more approachable and not aggressive and defensive like usually. She keeps asking me to come downstairs and watch a movie with her. I told her I have to do work for tomorrow, and she was, okay, come down when you're ready. Usually it would be an argument that I don't care and I'm not a good mom. 
you transform your by the way if you're just jumping on welcome if you're jumping on I urge you to go back and and start again from the beginning because this is a very important message this is a message for you parents I want you to this is for a message for you parent who's a super mom super dad that wants to be of assistance I'm doing a uh, three-hour training for parents for all of my clients this is these are the people who are in my program I'm doing this training because it's becoming an issue right now how to connect to a disconnected child what I'm doing is I'm opening it up to the public usually this is for my private mastermind clients who pay you know a lot of money to receive the training to become trigger proof all of the stuff that I'm sharing with you now we get on group calls and we do it together and I help we help one-on-one -on -one. there's one-on-one -on -one coaching we know your story we walk you through you tell us everything that's going on we help you pick apart all of those old wounds and we teach you how to heal from them right but what I'm doing is I'm opening this up to my non clients and I'm making it super duper affordable for no excuses for parents so that you have no excuses for parents who actually want to be a contribution to your kid rather than trying to pawn them off to a healthcare worker with a degree that's going to label them, diagnose them, and make them basically wrong. I'm here to teach you that there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing shameful about you. Nothing shameful and guilty about you or your daughter or son. That we are just unconsciously living as a product of intergenerational trauma and we're all in this together they say in native traditions all my relations in other words we're all related it's all one and the same and we, there's many stuck in that victim standpoint of blaming and you probably are still angry with your own mother about this but what happens when you heal with your own mother you then start to see the pattern of why your relationships have gone exactly as they did and you're no longer a victim you now are a hero of your own journey rather than the victim perpetrator triangle that we just keep getting into doesn't actually result in healing this conversation is only for those interested in healing there was a thread happening on another friend of mine who's talking about uh, you know violent sex offenders and what should we do with them everyone's like castrate them cast them aside Arr! and I was like okay what do you do with them if you want retribution string them up by their balls and 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 shame them and all that that's great that's not gonna help you sleep better at night what's more important is for you to heal yourself from that and when you do you start realizing that the people that were perpetrating you were actually victims themselves acting out of complete unconsciousness and when you see this just like you were as a parent when you hit your kid you know the guilt that you're feeling when you just lose your shit and you smack your kid that's real show of hands if you've had experienced that <laughs> who's brave enough to experience that when in our in our group sessions we admit to that shit that we've acted in unconscious ways but shaming you for it isn't gonna heal you it's actually gonna keep it a secret and perpetuate the cycle because shame thrives in the dark but when we are in a group of people that are interested in healing why is that important because you want healthy secure attachments and you can't have healthy secure attachments unless you've healed from your wounds because if you don't you're gonna keep acting out the wounds and you think you're gonna win by making the other person wrong and playing victim but resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die I'm only interested in healing 
I am a I am obsessed with it. I've been obsessed with it since the age of 13. I've been a chiropractor for 18 years. I still practice. And now I understand healing at a deep level because I've had made some discoveries in my own recoveries that I'm super grateful for because now with COVID-19, everything that I've learned has become super duper relevant. And the people who are learn who have taken the time over the last year to learn these tools of self-regulation are actually thriving in times like this. They're thriving because now they're like, wow, there's a community of people who need me and I want to be there for them. And they recognize that every trigger that's coming up is not about what's happening there. Outside is just an illusion. Your child's issues are an illusion. Your child does exist. Your child is a mirror for what's happening inside of you and I'm inviting you to take it on to actually heal it yourself. I'm, I'm inviting you to take responsibility, not blame. Please, please, this is not about victim blaming. This is not about victim shaming. This is not about victim blaming. This is about responsibility. And I love the fact that people are now waking up. I'm going to drop the, the link in the comment section right there to my clients. Prepare for a mind-blowing experience on Wednesday night. It's three hours of us going into ourselves to help our kids. Is your child worth it? Is your child worth all of the things and treatments that you do on the outside to try to absolve yourself from, to help them, but unconsciously absolve yourself from the responsibility? Are they worth it for you to just pause on worrying about them for a moment and going inside and seeing yourself? Had another, uh, had another person in our universe, her daughter through this COVID thing is having one issue with work, with husband's work, with child going berserk, and it's just mounting, and all of a sudden, she has a panic attack. And she comes over to our, our client's home, and she's having this horrible panic attack. And I'm talking to our client, and it's like, see that this is exactly uh, you know what she's like I want to help my daughter with all the tools that I have I really want to help her I'm like you want to you really want to help her can you see her laying on the couch right now how old were you when you were laying on the couch paralyzed with anxiety just wanting to hide from the world and she's like oh my god I was around the same age <gasps> so in other words your daughter and then we did a nice little session your daughter is bringing up the the same age of, of you is waiting for you to join and heal that part of you and when you do all of a sudden something magical happens with your parenting you're able to now empathize with your kid you're able to now be a contribution to the kid you're now you then end up your nervous system regulates so when you approach your child they feel that nurturing mothering energy that is healing let me say that again. Your nurturing, mothering, non-anxious energy is healing to your child, is the remedy, is the medicine your child needs. The problem is you don't have access to that medicine if your nervous system is fucked. So for my clients, and we have like eight people who've already registered um, to show up, the link is in the comment section. Uh, 
for those of you who are wanting to join in the conversation, I'm opening it up to the public. Uh, for those of you, how to connect to a disconnected child. So it's just for my clients. And for those of you, like, because it's so important right now, I'm opening it up and, and, and making it uh, affordable. For And I'm going to encourage you and your partner, both of you, to be there. This is the important part. It's important for you both to be there because whatever your child is going through, okay, and the anxiety that they're going through, you can actually take, you can actually help it by seeing what this is bringing up for you. This is what Dr. Shelley talked about. It's just you can read the book, but it's helpful to have a mentor kind of guide you into it. And I wanted to acknowledge Laura as well. Laura, do you want to write down what you've noticed in terms of your anxious child and your interaction with her? I'm not going to share your story. It's all coming from um, uh, Rebecca, welcome. I want you to go back and watch this from the beginning, please. A, a, a big request, uh, Laura. I want you to share, if you're still here, what the ex what the experience has been with your anxious child, because you just jumped in and started working with us over the past couple of weeks, and it hasn't really been deep that we've done. You've attended the overview experience, and already you shared that you were able to completely uh, soothe your kid, where you guys were constantly butting heads during bedtime. You know, this is this is this is how the traumas get blocked. This is how. It's not by putting your fucking kid into a, to a doctor and getting diagnosed and medicated so that you then feel, oh, good, it's not me. And I'm not blaming you, but you can do so much. What's the biggest thing in the way? Your stories, your fears about going inside and taking responsibility. Oh, but I've already spent so much on them out there. Well, guess what? You haven't actually addressed the root cause. <laughs> we hear this all the time with our clients. But we've done this counseling. I've done so-and-so. I'm like, I know, but you haven't yet done the five-step model of regulating your nervous system, clearing your past resentments, learning how to dance with your dark passenger, empath empathically communicating with your younger self, and having a community and a mentor to call you forward and call you out on your bullshit because you lie to yourself pretty much every single day. This is so important. And the net result is you healing yourself, all of a sudden shifting the dynamic in your partnership and creating a sense of safety in the home. And when you consent, create a sense of safety in the home, the nervous system of the child then feels safe instead of, oh my God, the world is not safe and I'm going to die. This is what needs to happen. The thing that's going to save the world is people waking up that this pandemic or plandemic, whatever you want to talk about, is not actually the main problem. The main problem is that you've been walking through the earth with this feeling of a lack of safety in your body, this feeling of unworthiness, this feeling of I'm not good enough, this feeling of uh, I can't be alone by myself. And now the pandemic has now awoken you to that. What on the other side is a time of crisis and you actually feel more grounded, more purposeful, more connected than ever. And to be able to be a contributor, that's what 
is on the other side of it. Chelsea, I want you to go back and watch this from the beginning. And for those of you who are coming on, on Wednesday, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. And it's going to be a little bit painful because we're going to go and bring up, here's the question we're going to ask. Your child going through these challenges, what is this bringing up for you? What story are you making about yourself? We're going to spend three hours actually solving that. And you watch what happens to your relationship with your child when you take that as a priority. It's going to completely transform. We've seen this happen again and again and again and again with our clients. I lived it with my parents. They've now shifted and we have a closer relationship than ever, but not until I stopped needing for them to see me and I took on the work myself. And this is why it's so important to me. And it's important to me now because I have a baby coming. Baby's on the way. And I want to make sure that I'm prepared for whatever this little fire brings up in me. <laughs> Instead of downloading all of my triggers and my anxieties onto them, I want you to real. I, I, I want to take responsibility for it and create a sense of safety so that they have the ultimate self-esteem. That's the greatest gift. That's the net result. Is if you do this, you impart self-esteem with you, and all of a sudden your kid will have it because you can't lead your child where you haven't been. Let me know what comes up for you. See you at the next perfect time. The link is in the comments. Uh, I really look forward to sharing this with you. This is probably the most meaningful work that uh, I can imagine, especially at this time. When's a better time than now? So um, for you, if you're coming on Wednesday, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see um, your results and the impact that you're going to have on kids. That I stand for healed families. That's the work I'm doing is standing for healed families. And when I see, uh, you know, inbox clients of mine saying, you know, my complete family is completely turned around because of this work. This is what I'm here to do because if we can strengthen the family, then we can strengthen society and that's what's going to save us in this new world. See you at the next